Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Climbers, on a scale of 1 to 10, how certain are you that you know the difference between market penetration and exposure? We're going to test you on this today, and this is going to be a fun exercise, so stick around. All right. Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business, baby. Leverage is your elixir. That's the answer to all the struggles and problems that you have can't get the right musicians in your band. Can't get the right publishers to listen to your song. Can't get the record labels interested. Can't get the management companies interested. Can't get the booking agents interested. Guess what? Leverage. They come out of the woodwork. They're like friggin', I don't want to say cockroaches because that sounds derogatory, but <laughs> they just show up, man. Like they'll just show up when you start having leverage. That's why we call it the climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's a backstronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. He's got multiple number ones in Southern Gospel in the last few years. He's got a top 10 in Australia. He's got a song that's hitting the airwaves right now as we speak, right? When this uh, show drops. Yeah, hopefully by the time the show drops, I'll have like two on the uh, dropping in Southern and hopefully starting to charge. Giddy to the up. Giddy up. All right. I love it. And what I love about Brand is he's helping songwriters like you do what he does, which is become a pro songwriter by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on the regular, he gives you opportunities to make relationships with pros, to get heard, to be seen, to be discovered. And by the time you get to that point, man, you already got your ducks in a row. And you're going to be able to take advantage of that. It's going to be more than one swing at the plate. Uh-huh. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. That's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. It's complicated, but he got the big old brain. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs. Just to name a few, you can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Let's talk market penetration. Let's talk exposure. All right. All right. Let's, so it's going to be a pop quiz. Penetration and exposure. This sounds like it could go a lot of ways. <laughs> yes. 
It does, and I'm just going to try not to make jokes. <laughs> Brent starts to sweat like he's not sure what I'm going to come out with. Oh, right my now. goodness. My son has to edit this podcast. Okay. <laughs> he's 18. I have to have a talk after this one. <laughs> he's 18. He needs to know. <laughs> yes. Dude, he's 19. He's almost 20. Oh, my goodness sakes. Craziness. Craziness. Stop God that. Him. makes me feel old. Oh, man. But hey, guys, this is what we're going to talk about today. I mean, there's so many artists that I see, and frankly, industry people and you know what like super big mega industry pros like they understand market penetration i think versus exposure on broadcast platforms but then on digital they just they don't uh-huh. and so i think when we're breaking down the fundamentals and we talk about this we're going to take a quiz today i want you to play along this is really going to help you get your expectations in line and help you put together a more solid promotional strategy and understand what it's going to take to get you to a certain place, like in a specific market or a group of markets. So before we do that, though, let's take care of some business. Join the Climb community. If you haven't done so, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. You have to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. If you're not following any one of three rules, you'll be roadhoused out. This is not the place to spray and pray, Uh but we do, we want to hear, we want to support you. We want to love all over you, hug on your neck artistically and all that kind of stuff, but you got to put everything in the right place. Every week there are posts that we want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear about your wins. We want to hear about your new music, all this stuff. Just put it in the right place, man. Don't put it in the feed. And you want to put something in the feed, make sure it's for everybody. Exactly. Make sure it's entertaining, educational, or inspirational for, well, who's in here? My gosh, it's singers, songwriters, and indie artists like, like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, I mean, hey, if you're going to roll your eyes, if our feed, if you came to the, think about it this way. If you came to the climb community and the feed was nothing but like, Blasting you with gigs uh-huh. and news music and stuff like that. Are you going to like listen to any of that crap? No. no. You're going to be like rolling your eyes. Like, where do I put my post up? Like, right. So just think about it that way, man. You know, like, what would you want to see in the feed? And then put it in there and God bless. Go do it. Right. Exactly. Make the feed you want to see. We got some wins. Yes, we have some wins. Every Wednesday we post new heights. Uh, It's where we encourage you to share your wins with us so we can all find them in one spot and we can all celebrate. And that is what happens. I love seeing people like Steve Lombardo, Sunday Joe Graham, Will Gunnell and and others posting like adding comments onto other people's wins and giving attaboys and attagirls and encouragement. And that's just super cool. So we love seeing that. Participating. Love Participating it. Participating and enjoying the success of others. It was really cool because I got to hang out with a climber the other day and, and a songwriting pro member, Carrie Latham. Mm-hmm. And so we were hanging out before my right on Friday and just talk about the songwriting pro community, but also the climb communities this way as well as like so uplifting and encouraging versus some other groups. She's like, I had to get out of that. Everybody was being like nasty <laughs> with each other, got too negative and that kind of stuff. But uh, man, we have good positive community. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But anyway, let's share some wins. We don't have time for all of them, but we have time for a couple. So let's see here. We have Chandler Williams said, had a great experience with the song feedback through NSAI, got helpful advice, took the advice. And then when I sent the rewrite back, the evaluator told me I nailed it. Encouragement is always a win. So congrats, Chandler Williams, on that. We have Brian Mullen. Congrats, Chandler. Sorry. Yes. 
Brian Mullen. Hopefully, I'm saying that last name correctly. Um, finished song number two this week. First one I wrote solo without a co-write. So, congrats, Brian, on finishing song number two for the week. And I hope you get many, many more in the weeks to come. So, Way to go, Brian! Yeah. So, congrats to those and to others who posted stuff. People like Kathy Wallace, who said I had a so proud I had a song picked up by Steve Block for a second listen. Got some great feedback which is awesome because Steve Block is an independent A&R. He does A&R for Doug Johnson over Black River. He, he works for Doug, and he, he's running the label over there, and he works for other people, and he's pitching songs. So, hey, got picked up for a second listen, so congrats, Kathy. And so all y'all climbers, keep on climbing. Good stuff happening. Love it, love it, love it. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast or follow it, depending on what platform you consume the podcast on, and tell a friend about it. That's right. That's the big deal. Tell a friend. All right, let's get into this. What we got? We got a reputation. Spread it around. (laughs) That's right. All right, so let's get into it, guys. Market penetration versus exposure. Brent, I'm becoming increasingly aware that artists and high-level industry people are either not aware of the difference between market penetration and exposure, or they've forgotten about it, or they just sort of inherently know about it in terms of broadcast because it's muscle memory, Mm -hmm. but in digital, they don't. It's just, it's, it baffles them, right? Yeah. So I thought today, let's discuss the differences. We're going to take a little quiz that I think is going to provide some clarity. And I want all climbers to participate this in. In fact, like when we post this in the climb community, after you hear it, man, it's not that many questions. I think it's like 11 questions or 12 questions. Post your score. I want to hear your score, right? Uh-huh. I want to know that you know. And Brent, you're going to be my guinea pig in that. Oh, yippee. Sorry. <laughs> Should have had more coffee. <laughs> so let's start by just defining both of these words. Market penetration. Yes. The extent to which a product is recognized and bought by customers in a particular market. Okay. So that's penetration. So what's the key word you think in that sentence right there? Bought. <laughs> that's a pretty important. What's the second key word? Uh, recognized. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And we talk about subconscious recognition, right? Being able to recognize, oh, that's... That's the nicotine dolls. Uh-huh. Oh, that's definitely Eddie Van Halen. Like, how do you get to know Eddie Van Halen's guitar tone style unless you've heard it enough? Right. Like, that's market penetration, right? That's un- Oh, that's Boston. I know that for sure. Uh-huh. So it leaves an impression. There's something left. It changed you in a way, right? Yeah. It had an effect. Yeah. And it's, it's recognizable. And then, of course, once it's recognizable and you like it, mm-hmm. then you're going to buy it. Yeah. Or you're going to consume it, like in the case of streaming. Right. So let's talk about exposure. The state of being exposed to contact with something. <laughs> it used the word to help define the word as cheating. But it's kind of cheating, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of cheating. Exposure. It's, it's when you've been exposed to something. No, you've seen it, you heard it, you tasted it, you've had some, it's rubbed, it's come into your world, right? That's right. At some point, it came across your five senses, one of your five senses. So market penetration means exposure, for sure. Well, it contains exposure. It cannot happen without exposure. That's right. Exposure is a precondition uh, requirement for market penetration. That's right. But exposure is not market penetration. Right. Correct. Like when you have market penetration, you have exposure by default. Right. And but when you have exposure, you do not have market penetration. And so this is the difference that I want to discuss. Which one do you think is more important? Well, it's a little chicken and the egg. You cannot get market penetration without exposure. I wouldn't guess. Right. Because right. how else are they going to get to know you? But exposure by itself doesn't pay the bills. 
people die of exposure. Ultimately, you got to get to market penetration. That's where activity happens. <laughs> Say that again. That just happened. People <laughs> die of exposure. Exactly. So, I mean, it's not, doesn't. Artists die of exposure. Yeah. But doesn't pay the bill. We create new life with market penetration. Uh-oh, that just mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, you're right. Both are very important. It is a chicken and the egg thing. Exposure is worth more and is more powerful, let's say. It has it's more effective when it's saddled on the back of market penetration, right? Exposure by itself is not helping, right? Is it kind of a cyclical thing where you gotta get exposed to people enough to penetrate the market and then you penetrate a market, then you add additional exposure on top of that, and that's adding fuel to a fire that's burning. Is that kind of thing? Yeah. No, but, well, it's like the difference between like seeing something really cool once, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, one of the when that moment starts to happen where you're on the radio, you're playing Saturday Night Live, you're coming through town on tour, and for like one week, you're just like everywhere. Yeah. That's market penetration. Mm-hmm. So both are very important when you're setting expectations, but expectations on you know, what should happen after a certain amount of budget is spent on marketing and promotion. You you just can't afford to confuse these two things. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of that happening with digital, right? Because it's still just so new to the music industry that they're just a lack of understanding of this, right? So let's just take the quiz and then we'll kind of unpack this a little bit more. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels to me like exposure is the action and market penetration is the desired result of the exposure. Almost feels like cause and effect. Like if you do the exposure correctly, it can help lead to market penetration, but it doesn't always. Well, I'll tell you, well, okay. You know what? I don't, I don't want to say anything more because I want to okay. take this the quiz. and then, right. and then we'll talk after that, All but, right. but you're right. So you've got one or two answers for every one of these questions, guys. Okay. Okay. Market penetration is one answer. And exposure is the other. So market penetration or exposure, cover Rolling Stone. Oh, cover Rolling Stone, exposure. Yeah, one time, right? There's one time, a bunch of people see it, walking past the newsstand aisle, whatever. Now, two things could be true at the same time. Cover Rolling Stone, total bucket list thing for me, like total dream <laughs> yeah. of mine to be on there with my band. Mm-hmm. Something nobody can take away from you, right? You're going to frame that stuff, put that right up on the wall, forget about mm-hmm. it, and show everybody. And I might even get a friggin' tattoo of the cover of Rolling Stone <laughs> in my band that I was on. I would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so cool, yeah. even though I can't stand parts of the magazine. But it is just exposure. If you got the cover right now, you're going to get exposure. You know, are you going to get a little bump mm-hmm. maybe in your streams? You might get 5,000 streams. Maybe it's 10 or 20,000 streams. But then next week or the week after, there's somebody else on the cover and you're gone. Right. Because mm-hmm. some of this has got some gray area in it, right? Okay. How about a big tour opening up for a, a huge national, international, worldwide tour? With, let's say with like if you're a rock band, you're opening up for Guns N' Roses or Aerosmith. I mean, I think for the people in that area, it's exposure because the next night you're in a different zip code, right? Yeah, it's exposure. So it's necessary exposure. Like you have to have, like you need to, I mean, just bottom line is the more bands are touring and the more they're out there consistently touring, Mm -hmm. the more they're being consistently exposed, the more they can create market penetration. Yeah. But just to give you the cold, hard facts. So 
Guns N' Roses, when they were first signed, we've talked about this before, that album's a stiff for the first year. Mm -hmm. But that first year, when that album comes out in 1987, they went on tour with Aerosmith. Yeah. If that wasn't the biggest tour in the country that year, it was in the top three Mm -hmm. top grossing tours. It was huge. Yeah. And that tour was worth 60,000 albums for Guns N' Roses. Not enough to keep your record deal. Right. And why weren't they selling anymore? Because that tour happened before they got on MTV and before they could get them on the radio. It just, mm-hmm. they couldn't get them on the radio. And it wasn't until the very bitter end when they got them on that one spin on MTV, mm-hmm. which happened in 1988. The album dropped in 1987. Okay, they're about to drop them and they spin it one time. Now, that one spin is exposure, but then MTV, the phones light up because everybody's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. MTV shrugs their shoulders like, ah, I guess people like it. We should put this in rotation. (laughs) Right. And now you're on your way to what? Market Market penetration. penetration. And then as soon as it gets into rotation on MTV, all the radio stations are like, hey, we should put that into rotation. Mm-hmm. You'd think like all those shows that they did mm-hmm. would be market penetration, but you're right, Brent. You made a really good point. It's just one show, one night in one market. Yeah. And then you're gone. And now how else are you being exposed to Guns N' Roses at this point? Because they're not on the radio and they're not on MTV. So what do you do? And we don't have all the social media, so they're gone. Exactly. They're ghosts again. If you didn't buy their record, you're not hearing their music again. Okay, next. Super big local show, like opening up for a national act or something. Well, we just, same answers before. It's exposure, right? You're exposure, one night, yeah. one show, one place. Right. So, guys, when you're talking. It ain't a bad thing. I'm not dogging it. What's that? I'm not dogging it. It's not a bad thing. No, it's a good thing. Those are good things. Right. But, it's, but it's like, what do you expect from it? Mm-hmm. You can have, okay, I'll give you a really good example. Like, when our career kind of started, we opened up for this band in Milwaukee. They were a huge, huge Minneapolis band. They're called Hurricane Alice. They ended up getting a deal on Atlantic. Just a great freaking band, man. Just really cool guys. They loved us. They treated us like kings. Mm -hmm. But they loved us so much from the Milwaukee show. They're like, you guys, there are 40 bands right now that'll give their left arm to open up for us at this Christmas Day night show. We want you guys to do it. Mm -hmm. You come up and do it, man. You guys are just so different than everybody else. We love you guys. You've got it if you want it. And we're like, hell yeah. So we went and did it. Yeah. Well, so that one show, exposure. But then they loved us so much. We ended up opening up for them in Minneapolis, in the Twin Cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis, probably seven or eight times. Mm. And because of that, that became market penetration because we had enough consistency yeah. in the exposure that people like never forgot who we were, right? right. Like they recognized us. We were recognizable. <laughs> yeah. We got market penetration from that. So that big local show is exposure, but hey, a relationship with a big club venue mm-hmm. is like Mackenzie O'Brien, one of our artists in Chicago. Mm-hmm. She has a relationship with these cats that own like four clubs around Chicago. I think they own more than that, but there's four that I know of off the top of my head. Yeah. One's called Joe's on Weed. Weed is the street, right? But it's mm-hmm. funny. Joe, Joe's on Weed. Yeah. And these guys just love her. They just believe in her. Mm-hmm. And so whenever the national is going to come through without a support act, a direct support act, she gets the call. Okay. Cool. So she gets repeatedly put in front of these audiences and she's working on her way to some market penetration in a market like Chicago, which is a nice size market. Yeah. It's a nice size market. Okay. So next one. 
Market penetration or exposure? Magazine article. Exposure. Yeah. How about three magazine articles? Mm, now you're, if it's in front of the same people, right, it's getting in front of, it's turning more toward market penetration. Let's say it's three magazine articles from three different magazines, but same kind of audience, I guess. Same audience? I'd say that's leaning toward penetration then, right? Because there's that repetition. It's like, mm, no, it's exposure. It's exposure, you know, because, hey, man, do you read all of the magazines from the country music genre? No. So each one sort of has their own little piece of the pie, right? They have their own market share. Mm-hmm. Is it good to have magazine? Again, we're not saying one's good and one's bad. Right. We're just know the difference between the two. So like if you were to go out and get a big tour opening up for some band, like this dream tour, and it's going to be great. Is that going to be good for your brand? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to go out there and get in front of these people. That's great. But if you're not doing something to affect market penetration beyond that tour, then it's just going to be exposure and you shouldn't expect it to change your life. Right. Guns N' Roses opening up for Aerosmith and they're on the radio in rotation and they're on MTV in rotation. They sell way more than 60,000, obviously. Right. Yeah. Right. They sell 30 million, but they sold 30 million. It just happened later. And, but it, it didn't happen on that tour. But I mean, that's the point about that exercise is, man, that's just about as big as you can get on that. Mm-hmm. They're both on the same label. So they were able to set that up and holy crap, but you know, only 60,000 records. And that's just not enough to do it back then mm-hmm. because they didn't have some sort of market penetration in place. Why do I say that? Because you know what? In the beginning, you have to be judicious about the budget that you have. And I just see so many artists going for PR. Yeah. Because here's the thing, like PR is only as strong, I don't care how good the PR agent is, it's only as strong as your newsworthiness. (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, when you're nobody, when you're a debut artist with a debut single and all you've got is good music, but you don't have any exposure really, and you don't have any market penetration and there's nothing going on, you're going to spend a boatload of money, 2,500 bucks a month for guaranteed six months or whatever to get... I don't know, three, four magazine articles if you're lucky. Yeah. And so is that juice worth the squeeze? Is that a good spend on your money right then and there? Or is it better to wait until you have some market penetration? And then remember how we talked about exposures. It's much more powerful on the heels or on the saddled on top of market penetration. Right. So then all of a sudden those magazine articles are going to mean more than that. How about this? Local morning show, market penetration or exposure? Exposure. That's right. You're one and done. You're in and out. Yeah. Now that can be good for a live event. Mm-hmm. We certainly had, when we do in the Nashville Nights thing down in Phoenix, we have a relationship. Josh has a relationship with one of the big, I think it's the NBC station there. And they just love him. And he's been on multiple times. And so anytime he's doing something, they're going to put him on the air. Yeah. It's that kind of cool relationship. I know that we've had people show up to Nashville Nights that have seen that specifically because we asked them, hey, who saw us on the morning shows? A bunch of people raised their hands. And so that works. Or it's like really good for this is happening today or tomorrow kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. But are you going to be recognized after that? No. No. Right. Are you recognizable? No. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out. 
because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. How about this? Let's step it up. Contestant on a talent show like American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent. Let's say you make top 10 American Idol. Mm-hmm. It's still exposure. I mean, a lot of you're going to have a high name recognition for like five minutes. Yeah, that's it. It's exposure. Yeah. It's a lot of exposure, mm-hmm. but it's not market penetration because when it's done, it's done. And if you don't have something going on after that, it's crickets, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So like one of the guys I'm trying to get on the show right now is a guy named Dave Finley. You might have heard of him. Great writer, incredible voice. He did really well on the talent show called The Voice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so far, we know a lot of people that have been in The Voice print, you and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had lots of artists that are constantly being pinged by them. America's Got Talent, American Idol. It's like all the same sort of, they want to get you on the show. If you've got a good story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, this guy's on The Voice, does really, really well. And he's the only guy that just, Literally said, okay, this is a boatload of exposure, mm-hmm. but he understood it's exposure in that market. He's not expecting to walk out and be famous right? and be able to just roll into a record deal or roll into some kind of management deal. He's not expecting even that huge amount of exposure to change his life without some sort of market penetration. Yep. So he goes and he starts doing digital ads right after The Voice, mm-hmm. and he didn't even know what he's doing. But he did some. Yeah. And lo and behold, I mean, this guy has turned his nothing business at that point, it, just a, a bunch of talent and no cash flow mm-hmm. into, so I don't mean that derogatorily. I'm just saying like the business wasn't there, into two, $300,000 a year now. That's awesome. That's cash flow, right? Yeah. Why? Because he realized like, okay, I got this exposure. So I, right now I've got a little bit of recognition. And if I put together, a market penetration thing, which is consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Then I can make something out of this. All right. How about this? Light rotation on terrestrial radio. So it's 15 spins a week in a market, in a specific market. I'd say still exposure. Exposure. Yeah. Yeah. You can pick up some new fans. Yep. Yep. You sure are. Are you going to have small, small percentage of that radio listening audience that just happens to catch that? Luckily enough, that every time they turn the radio, your song is on. It's like one of the 15 times that you're on that week. Yeah. Are you going to do that? Yeah. You're going to get some of that. But is it the majority of the marketplace? No. So do you have market penetration? No. No. How about this? Let's go the other way. Heavy rotation for one month on terrestrial radio in a specific market. I mean, it's the same thing as being on The Voice. Yeah. It's exposure. It's gone. What's next? What happens after that, right? If you're there and you're gone, you're going to get a lot of exposure. You're going to get big exposure for one month, Mm -hmm. but it's not enough 
to make it recognizable for enough people. Right. Right. And now some people are, you're going to get some recognition, now, mm -hmm. but it's not market penetration. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this medium to heavy rotation on terrestrial radio for three to six months? I'm just going with any one particular thing is not going to be market penetration. <laughs> I'm going to say it's, it's exposure. That's going to lean towards market penetration though. Okay. We're finally getting there, huh? You know why? Because you're talking about 40 to 70 spins a week for three months is going to be 12 weeks. Six months is going to be 24 weeks. Mm -hmm. That's just an onslaught of consistency. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why some people are so baffled on digital and they forget the fundamentals because the whole hustle on broadcast was to get on radio or get on MTV. And once mm -hmm. you got on radio and once you got on MTV, man, the frequency part was taken care of because it was built into the machine with the rotational format programming. Yeah. They didn't have to think about creating the frequency like they do on digital. Yeah. So how about one music video on a digital platform? It's just on there? Just distributed? Yeah. Like on YouTube. Nah. It's, ex I mean, it's not even an exposure. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's exposure at best, right? At best. At best, right? How about a viral video? How about a, one viral video on a digital platform? Oh, that'd be exposure as well. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like, okay, the best story you could probably pull out of this, the best lottery ticket you could win would be like the chain smokers mm -hmm. with selfie. That is not viral. That's like nuclear viral, just incredibly viral. So viral, all the record labels come a calling. They want to work with them. And so they, 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 so they get this incredible amount of exposure and they went and then they went to work with the label and started putting out regular content very quickly and were able to back that up with a plan that created market penetration. Yeah. And they're huge now, which by the way, didn't involve radio so much. Well, so basically what their exposure with the mega viral video created was the opportunity to do more work. Was the opportunity right. to, yeah, to do more work that could have a platform yeah. and could create consistency. Yeah. So it didn't solve everything. It created new opportunities to do more work. Right. That's a good point. I see it what you're saying. It makes now. everything. Yeah. It didn't change. It didn't make us famous or whatever. It's like, oh, good. You created the opportunity to do more work and get more exposure and create market penetration. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good point. How about this? Really good, consistent, organic content on your social media platforms. It's organic. If it's getting to the same people, then I think that could lead to market penetration. No. No, just exposure. I'm getting worse as we go. Yeah, because it's organic content. That was the key. Okay. So if you are a god at social media and you have you know exactly how to maximize the algorithms, you have 3% of your followers are seeing the organic content. Okay. Well, I was thinking about those 3% is what I'm saying about like you're penetrating. It's a very small number, but like, oh, if those three are seeing it, then you are creating it for a very, very small pool. Well, so, okay, so that brings up a nuance. That brings up a good nuance. You're famous to them. True. The small number. True. So that's what I meant by that. True, 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 true. So, but know that it's 3%, right? Right. So now if you're Taylor Swift, you got 150 million people, that 3% is pretty astounding. Yeah. That's a huge number, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've got 10,000 followers, that 3% isn't going to buy you macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not really getting that kind of penetration. Mm -hmm. When 2 million people are, or let's say with 150 million people, you're talking about like 5 million people see the post that you put in there. Mm -hmm. And then they go and they share it or they comment on it. 
Right. That's that's enough to start a firestorm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's enough to turn to really make sure that more of those 150 million people see it because in- inevitably some of their friends are going to share it. And then all of a sudden it's seen by more people. Right. But initially it's only seen by 3% of the people. So you have to understand how that works. So you need more people, man, mm-hmm. to see it. So nuance there. That's a good, that was a good one, friend. Thank you. <laughs> Number 13, how about the most kick-ass editorial playlist placement on Spotify? I, know, I still feel like that's still exposure. It's one source and it's going to be gone. It's going to cycle out, right? Yeah, it's exposure. And it's not even like as repetitive as radio, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So being on an editorial playlist for one month, unless you're like in the top 10 yeah. on that, you're not going to get as many streams or listens, let's say, as you would being in heavy rotation in a market for a month. Mm-hmm. You're going to get exposed less on that. So, hey, are you going to make some money on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is the repetition there enough? Like if you think about heavy rotation, which is 70 spins a week, you're talking about, and and those 70 spins a week are largely going to be during the peak listener hours. So it's not over a 24 hour period. It's Mm -hmm. like really over like an eight to 12 hour period each day. So you're talking about every hour to every 90 minutes, depending on how they're going to roll with that. Mm -hmm. And that is an onslaught of content when back when nobody had anything else to listen to. Right. Yeah. And being an editorial playlist, man, how often is the same person hearing that song Mm -hmm. over and over and over again? It's nowhere near as often, which is why the discoverability factor on Spotify sucks. And so I'm not saying Spotify sucks. We just got through on my last episode talking about how you can make money now where you couldn't before on Spotify. Mm Spotify is good for making money, but Spotify is a distributor. Spotify streams are the result of what happens when you have market penetration Mm -hmm. and exposure, but on a different level. You get big exposure, you're going to get some Spotify streams. If you get market penetration, you're going to get a lot more Spotify streams. But the playlist thing is just not a marketing tool as much as it is just a way to make some money. God bless. Go do it. Yeah. How about consistent weekly content that's paid traffic on Facebook ads for six months? Uh, that seems more like market penetration. It's market penetration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can you can geographically choose, right? For Mackenzie O'Brien, I can choose Chicago. Yeah. The greater Chicago area, the people that are going to go to those clubs. And I can, for six months, I can pound the bejesus out of her music videos and all this kind of content in Chicago. So she's always in the feed. And then all of a sudden, oh, she's opening up for Parker McCollum. Let's, oh, yeah. she's opening up for Kylie Morgan. Wow, let's go, mm-hmm. let's go see it, right? We're going to go see Kylie anyway. Let's get there early because I love her. Let's get there early, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is so cool. And then all of a sudden, the market penetration starts to happen. See how with market penetration, like the live show becomes more powerful? Mm -hmm. It it sort of feeds into, it adds legitimacy to, it's a symbiotic relationship to, et cetera. Yeah, I remember listening on one of my streaming services, you know, one of those like New Boots or New Nashville kind of thing, whatever. A lot of indie stuff on there. And I remember hearing this song, Side Piece. I thought, Oh, that's cool. That's clever. I like it. I heard it a few times on that playlist. Couldn't tell you who did it. I mean, looked up like, oh, who is that? Okay, forgot the name, whatever. And then, I don't know, a while later, we, you and I, I think, were at the um, oh, Third and Lindsley. Or maybe you weren't there, but it was the Maggie Ball Show, Maggie Ball and Friends. I'd I was written, there with you, I think. Okay, so I'd written Maggie. And so, like, I'm going to go out, see what's going on here. 
And it was a lot of like TikTokers and that kind of stuff. And then they're like, here's Julia Cole. And she comes up and she sings side piece. I was like, oh, some Tumblr started clicking in and it's like, okay, yeah. And I don't remember if she did that song or not even, but you no, know, I guess she did do that song. That's how I put it together. I was like, oh, she's the one and helped set that in my memory more. Cause it, it would have kind of been gone. Like, yeah, some artist did that one song I thought was kind of cool for a minute. Then I didn't, there you go. but then another, and especially in a different format, it's a different anchor. It's a different anchor. Yeah. It's like a different hook point almost, but yeah. So I was like, Oh, there's her, saw her live, heard the thing live, different context and everything just helped sink that in more. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I mean, how many times does that happen when you go, you know, before streaming and all this, when you go to a concert, you get there early to catch the opening act, you're like, oh, they sing that song? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know the song because it was on the radio, but you just haven't heard it enough times to connect it with the artist. Mm -hmm. The branding hasn't happened yet, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're getting the songs getting exposed, Mm -hmm. but they haven't connected it to the artist yet. And y'all need to know. I mean, I hope this exercise here is kind of giving you like a better illustration of psychologically what happens with that, because Man, major labels are having problems mm-hmm. branding artists. Like people are falling in love with a song in a playlist, but they're not connecting it to an artist yet. Yeah. Because they're not pushing the video content, man. Mm-hmm. They're not like there. There's nothing like that happening. So if they would. That's you, why they're trying to get them on Kimmel yeah. or one of the late night shows or get a guest spot on like The Bachelor or whatever. You know, when they're dancing, yes. and they're like, oh, now we have Billy Currington singing his new sexy single. That's right. Or whatever. Or it's on one of those things where like, oh, I've, I've been hearing it. Oh, and oh, now I see the artist. And OK, there we go. There is a good book by Ken Cragen called Life is a Contact Sport. Have you read that yet, Johnny? I haven't read that. That's on my list now. Okay. So I read that like my first, my freshman year in Nashville. And so he is old school. I mean, he's probably passed away now. If you're not, thanks for listening. Sorry. But anyway, he, he was Kenny Rogers, Travis Tripp manager, other people. Yeah. He passed away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Yearwood, I think early on with her. So this mega manager, and then also helped put together like hands across America in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I remember that. that kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. And I remember him talking about the, the, the kind of the plateau strategy or whatever to kick an artist up to a higher plateau. They use like the three prong approach, like three event in a short period of time, which basically what that is, is to help create market penetration. And I could see that at work with an artist like Trace Atkins back in the day when, you know, Trace has had some hits. This is maybe right around the time of Badonka Donk or whatever, but he was kind of a mid card artist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then in a short period of time, he had, Songs like, I think, did he have, yeah, You're Going to Miss This, mm-hmm. I think was his. So he had like a good little run of number one. So he had like, You're Going to Miss This. And he had a book, you know, his book came out, like an autobiography kind of thing. So that was getting promoted. Oh, and he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Like all within like that real kind of compressed time frame. So for a little bit there, everywhere you go, you turn on the radio, there's Trace. You turn on TV, there's Trace. You go to your bookstore, walk down the aisle at Barnes & Noble, there's Trace. Yeah. Oh. Market penetration. Each of those things were exposure. You add them together, right, in these different lanes, different avenues, and it becomes market penetration. So is that part of it too? Like, hey, we have these different lanes. We have the TV, the radio, and the print. Yeah. So we're trying to like what we try to do at Daredevil is, okay. how can we do that? But not on a broadcast platform. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, 
We need to have lots of different kinds of content to push because the consumers get to choose what they're going to see. Uh-huh. Unlike television or radio, where a program director is deciding what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if they've seen it more than twice, they're going to be like, they know what that is. So they're not going to watch it again. So we have to put a different piece of content with the same hook to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, put that together with, let's say, like an onslaught of people digitally that you're pushing paid content out into their feed. Now, we get to select, unlike broadcast, unlike radio, unlike MTV, unlike television, we know who consumed it and who liked it. We know who like really liked it and really consumed it. Mm-hmm. And we can select just those people to make sure that they see the second one. So we're spending part of the budget to create the repetition, but only on the people that we know reacted to it the right way, that react to it. Yeah. But then what else can we do? Okay, now you're coming through on tour. Mm-hmm. How about those digital billboards that you see like around Nashville and stuff yeah. are remarkably inexpensive for what you get. Mm-hmm. A little eight-second snippet or something like that is might be like 2500 bucks depending on where it is like on a major throughway yeah because you're splitting that cost instead of buying a whole billboard for 50 grand for a month yeah you're splitting it with like all these other accounts that are just getting it man so you're sitting at a stoplight where you're stuck in traffic and here i am in your feed and then i'm on this billboard and i'm coming i'm coming through on tour yeah one two three how many different ways can you make that happen collabs with other artists and their people When you start asking these kinds of questions, that's when you're going down the right path and you're chasing the right shiny object, which is market penetration and not radio, for instance, which used to fricking deliver market penetration. Yeah, it had reach and frequency. But market penetration is the key and it's inconsistency Mm -hmm. is how you get market penetration. So this is why NASCAR exists because they get a crap load of money from big, huge products of advertising ads because we're going to watch the M&M car go around a circle for three hours straight. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't happen. It's a billboard on four wheels. Yeah. They're just, they're still bootlegging liquor, man. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the difference. So market penetration is what's going to move the needle. Exposure can get you to market penetration. But if you're going to get like exposed by one thing, I mean, I know people that think like, oh, they're going to go do America's Got Talent. They're very excited about it. That's awesome. But if you don't have something in place to take advantage of that massive amount of exposure, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to make you famous at all. You're going to be forgotten. Right. Yeah. Hey, even if you're the freaking winner of American Idol, here's another test. I'll bet if I put a gun to your head, there's like been 18 or 20 winners of American Idol. I bet you can't name five. I'd be, I'd have a hole in my head so fast. (laughs) You can't name five. And they got the most amount of exposure Mm -hmm. that you can get from American Idol because they won it. Yeah. But it's because you're forgotten unless you're doing something to get in there, in front of their face, mm-hmm. constantly there. You're going to get some, you know, when you're on those shows, you're going to get some, are you going to get, are you going to get the cover of Rolling Stone because you're doing well on The Voice? No. Is The Voice going to get the cover of Rolling Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Like the judges, they might be on there, yeah. you know? Oh, and then talking about a brief mention of who's doing really well this season and how that's going, but uh-uh, that's not going to sell it. You don't have enough gas in the tank in terms of marquee value to get the cover of Rolling Stone because you're in the top 10 of American Idol. Right. I don't even know if you are if you're the winner. Yeah. You have to put out a record that did something really well. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then do something else. So there it is, guys. Know the difference. Market penetration and exposure. They're both necessary, but you're not going to move the needle. So like if you've got like limited amounts of money, Mm -hmm. like really limited amounts of money, but you get this big gig coming up, man, where you're going to open up for a national in your market. That's a great place to spend some money. Yeah. And guess what? You're also going to scratch the back of the headliner. Mm -hmm. And if you do it right, I've done this before. You're going to out-promote the promoter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe you create some friggin' relationships. Who knows who manages them? Right. Maybe you get on the short list and, hey, the next time one of their other artists comes through town, put them on the bill. Let's make this happen. You might create the opportunity for more work. Yeah, that's right. And content matters. Like this Thursday, I'll close by saying this. This Thursday, Janelle and I are super stoked because, I mean, we fly out Friday morning at freaking five o'clock to go to Josh's party in the desert festival. Mm-hmm. But Thursday night, we're going to the basement okay. because the nicotine dolls are playing there. Mm-hmm. And Janelle found these guys before he was on America's Got Talent. She was just like, oh my God, listen to this voice. This guy's amazing. And we just both fell in love with him. I mean, just a great, great artist. This guy's a great singer. And then they kind of blow up and get a bunch of exposure on America's Got Talent. And mm-hmm. then this kid just starts pounding like cover songs and stuff and putting them out. Dude, they're great. Now they're still coming through playing the basement. That's a small venue, but they're going out to open for Mark Broussard. Mm-hmm. But there's regular content that's coming out. I don't know how their digital thing works, but they're trying to back that up with some tours and stuff. But this is how you kind of get this done when you have a boatload of talent, man. Yep. And know the difference. So anyway, that's it, guys. I got a gift for you for hanging out with us all the way through. This is going to help you understand the difference between digital and broadcast. It's all about how it's consumed. And once you really clearly understand that, and you really know, then you can start making decisions about how to spend your money and what's going to make sense to create market penetration. And you're going to start scratching your head and asking yourself questions that are going to be the right questions. So your brain is going to give you like the right answers. Mm -hmm. It's not about going viral. God bless you if you go viral. But if you don't have virality based on a solid plan built around market penetration and fundamentals, then you're going to be here, you're going to be gone. And that's going to be it. That's right. So go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. It's called Whoever Owns the Traffic Rules the Road. And this is going to help really put some clarity into your promotion brain on how to think about this. So giftfromjohnny.com, just tell me where to send it. That's the end of another Killer Climb podcast episode. Join the Climb community. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.